just talking about that made me very emotional because of how much just inside as a parent you want the best for your kids you want to do the very very best for them possible and finding and being able to learn and teach our children the concept of rest has just been the biggest help it answered so many prayers um, so many questions obviously there's so many fears you have as a parent if you're doing a good enough job and this was just this equipped us as well and I know I've mentioned it equipped the kids but it equipped us as parents to feel confident in our roles though each day is a new thing each stage is going to bring something new that we've never experienced before but the tools and the concept of rest doesn't just apply to a particular stage in life or a particular stage of parenting or marriage or what have you but these tools are just for life in general and so when you apply them to parenting the relief is incredible everyone to the rest podcast where our goal is to help each and every one of you displace confusion chaos and dis-ease in order to heal and find significance in life i am your host natalie williams and i am here with the author of the reconstitution method for healing and rest virginia dixon growing up as one of eight children rachel johnson now a mother of three shares a beautiful testimony of her journey to find rest and its impact on both the present and future generations of her family Rachel, I am so thankful to have you join me today, primarily because of the nature of our relationship. You have one set of twins and a beautiful boy, and I've had the privilege of working with you and your family. Why don't you give everyone context for our relationship and how we met? Well, I'm so excited to be here, and I'm so excited to have this conversation. I met you through my parents. My mother primarily went out to... California to work with you. Well, I should say she didn't go to work with you. She went to get some treatment at the cancer center and through that ended up meeting you as she was doing those treatments as a last resort and her time there kept getting extended. And shortly after being there, she realized that we should explore all of the options that she had and for healing, right? Yeah. For healing. And me and my siblings were encouraging her to explore whatever options were out there for her. So shortly after being there and exploring whatever the center had to offer, she realized that another component to her healing was inner healing. And we encouraged her to schedule an appointment. I will never forget the day your mom and dad, both cancer patients of mine at the clinic stepped into my office and literally cried during our first meeting because they never heard anything as comprehensive and relevant to everything they'd been wrestling with throughout their marriage, their entire marriage. Mm -hmm. And they got a glimpse of the freedom that came with rest. And their first words were, Virginia, would you work with 
our children, our eight children. So I want you to give us context for that. What was it she picked up on right away? So she called after that first appointment, and I know she had been really hesitant um, going into it, you know, wanting to get whatever help she could, but not really knowing what to expect. I know she was a little bit confused as to how to describe which appointment she was even having. She wasn't really sure if it was therapy or counseling or what it was. And she just said, they have this department here and I'm just going to do everything I can. And when she called after that very first meeting, she immediately knew that this was the one component that she'd been missing. And I think that there were things prior God had been speaking to her about that were leading up to this moment. And she was just so ready and she knew. Exactly. Cause our conscience to indicate, right. Our conscience, God speaks to us through that quiet inner voice in our hearts and our conscience. And she, she did bring that up during her life. There were so many things she knew were not right. She just didn't know what to do about it, but she realized, and you used these words before, when you spoke to me, that inner healing was going to be instrumental to healing cancer. Yeah. And it was amazing how fast that clicked with her. I mean, it was after that first meeting, she knew that inner healing was the key. She described it as I've never experienced anything like this. She goes, this isn't therapy or counseling. I don't know what this is, but this is not, not so what funny. she's expected, but in such a better way. I get calls like that all the time. I don't know how to explain what you do and what you say. So I'll say this for your benefit and the benefit of our listening audience. Rest is really about inviting people into a space, a place where they can understand the philosophy, what's true and what's not. And the theology, God is or God isn't, as it relates to creation, how the soul, mind, heart, will, conscience, feelings of a person works through the brain in the body. The philosophy and the theology of psychoneuroimmunology. That's what rest is. So we invite people into this space, and this is what happened with your mom day one, so that we can have this comprehensive and integrative conversation about the things that are in conflict within herself. And dad immediately picked up on that too. No, the conflict is within me. Mm -hmm. The greatest commandment from the greatest leader that ever lived was what? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your mind, and with all your soul. And then love your neighbor like you love yourself. If we do not learn to love ourselves, to come into alignment and understand what's happening within us, we're going to have a limited capacity to love. Mm -hmm. So this whole concept of understanding the value, the intrinsic value that we have as individuals, to me, is an understanding how the soul works through the brain in the body. And so when we're, I'm dealing with cancer patients or autoimmune diseases or things like that, and this, the beautiful story with me and Jane, and this principle is so beautifully illustrated if we're in conflict within ourselves, our body will not cooperate with that. And we see states of disease. And by the way, when I see early childhood states of disease, we see interesting generational things that have repeated and pass on into our children. And the goal is healing and wholeness and wellness, right? We all have an appointment with destiny, but if we have the resources to understand what's ailing us, 
then we want to do everything possible to live well. And that was the beautiful part to watch with my mom was that, yes, she's in heaven now, but she was a different person when she left this earth than she had been before. Completely different. She was whole. That's right. And when she changed, she transformed every one of you guys with her. Tell me what she did. Cause she called, I think she called all you eight kids and made appointments for everybody. Yeah. She, she called us all and said, when you come out here, I'm going to make appointments for you. And we would each take turns visiting. We didn't all go at the same time, but as each one of us would schedule our week to come or our time to come, she, before we ever got there, she would have appointments on Virginia's calendar so that we got to meet and Um, not just meet you, but we also got to begin working with you. And it was the most beautiful gift she could have given us. Not just her kids, but all the spouses came too. So I had the privilege (laughs) of working with this amazing family. Transformation is a word that keeps coming to mind. You took the fruit of that. And during a dark time, we've all had to face during the pandemic, right? And the confusion, the chaos and the disease from origin to cause to effect and everything that was happening with the pandemic, it drove everybody home and it isolated everyone. And the compounding effects of that were really tough. You drew from the toughness, all the painful things you learned through cancer, you drew from the healing that transpired in your family and you called me. Tell everybody what that was about a little bit. Yeah. So pandemic transitioned us unwillingly into homeschooling, like a lot of people did. And through that, we continued homeschooling, which we never expected to do. And obviously that equals a lot of hours together all the time, (laughs) all the time, (laughs) all the time, never apart. And as the year, two years, I guess now went on, um, you know, we hit different stages in parenting and things just got tougher. I, I don't know necessarily tougher, but it just felt like we were out of resources. It exposes so much when everybody, right. When you're together 24 seven, it exposes so much. Yeah. And, you know, coming from close families, good parents being raised in the homes that we did, it really bothered us that we were at this impasse with our own kids. And we felt that We really wanted to help them and help us, but just really felt like there was something more that we should be able to give them, but we didn't know where to go. And it finally clicked to call you and let's, you know, work with them in the context of rest and get them scanned. And I don't know why I didn't think of that sooner. (laughs) Um, I had obviously, you know, been working with you for a couple of years at that point, but, um, that was the best decision we ever made because within a short, very short amount of time, we were able to, um, get them the tools that they needed, give them vocabulary for what they were experiencing. And instead of just trying to utilize behavior modification, we were able to dig to the root of the issues they were struggling with things that they could never have even explained themselves before, or given words to before we were able to get to the root of that and help them work through those things. I often say that the anatomy of disease, dis-ease, is the disparity between the narratives the body's carrying and the stories we tell ourselves from the experiences we have. And then, of course, the story of design, creation, 
right? That says, wait, you have a spirit working through a soul in a body. But the disparity between the story that God says about us, the stories we tell ourselves from our experiences, and then the stories our bodies carry, which don't begin at home. They begin in the home of the home of the home of our parents, 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 right? Our ancestors. Those are three stories we have to reconcile. When you called me about the kids, I couldn't believe the first scans, Rachel. Yeah. I'm, I'm serious. I couldn't believe it. And to be honest with you, you guys became the subject of our staff meeting. <laughs> the reason I couldn't believe their scans was because, share with everyone the ages of the children so I get this right. So our son is seven and my girls are nine. So a seven and a nine-year-old, two nine-year-olds. I could talk to that seven-year-old about such profound things just by reading the emotional manifestation of what that boy was feeling inside. And I could ask him a few questions about that. And I'll never forget his little eyes getting twice the size they normally are and his mouth opening. And he was stunned. Like, how did you know that? And I will never, ever forget. It was what a 15 minute process I spent yeah. with him. That was it. Yeah. And then scanning the girls and then asking the girls, can you ask mom to come in the room <laughs> and then sitting down and asking you questions at a whole different level. Does this sound familiar? Does this seem right? And I'll never forget watching the tears drip down from your eyes. Yeah. As you began reading, I just, I felt like you were describing my children <laughs> to a T, but also everything began to make sense at that moment. And what's everything? the behaviors, different emotional displays, those kind of things. It was like an aha moment. And it was also, this was what we were looking for. This is what we needed. And I felt so relieved that we now could help them and that I didn't have to pass on to them more things for them to carry on. In well, life. One, of the, one of the things you said is Virginia, I can't believe it. It just moved you to tears. That was unbelievable. Their little bodies are carrying this. Yeah. And some of it, you know, it's like the stress and the anxiety and the fear and the, and a lot of things that are driving behavior, their bodies carrying. But when I was able to ask you questions about root cause I had to get to you and your marriage and your husband, because I know your whole family right. and the family <laughs> system, that was easy. Right. But even then there was not shame or mm -hmm. guilt. I wasn't trying to make you feel guilty or shame, but we were able to quickly identify the root cause of where these perhaps maladaptive behaviors were coming from and the hurt, the feelings were coming from. We were able to do that so quickly, right. but I think what I loved about the tool that it placed in your hands was now you had a cheat sheet. Yeah. You didn't have to react to their behavior. No. You could see yourself and you immediately were able to identify things you could change yep. that could help them without shaming them. Because sometimes we shame our kids in the way mm -hmm. we parent them because we don't understand what's happening. Mm -hmm. And I think I want everybody to hear this. We don't have to shame each other anymore. We have resources like Zyto that can help you understand that a person may be saying something or behaving in a certain way, but they are not always completely aware of where that's coming from. 
And so we attribute character deficits when in fact, there's these other imbalances going on that we can't identify. So this is a message of hope for moms. And I think that's why I wanted to talk to you, Rachel. This is amazing. And then your husband. Yeah. I'll never forget Levi's expression. And yeah. do you want to give us a little window into that? Because that was amazing. <laughs> so um, at first, obviously, when we talked about doing with the children, he was you know, all excited. And we've personally both worked with Virginia in the past. So that was nothing new for him. And, you know, we both wanted to get as much help as possible. But then after just a couple sessions with the kids, you came to me and said, <laughs> we have to go back to the parents again, meaning us. And so he said, okay. And he wasn't really sure the connection quite exactly. But as soon as we started, you know, to sit down and listen to you, explain things, he was like, well, I guess we're diving in really deep because if this means helping our children, then we got to help ourselves too. And that's just, it was an easy decision. I often hear parents say, there's nothing I wouldn't do for my child. Yeah. Well, the fact is, yes, there's many things you wouldn't do mm-hmm. for your child. And one of them is look at yourself very clearly yeah. because a lot of what they're feeling is rooted in how they perceived themselves from what was going on at home. And that's not to shame parents. Look, you know, we've been married 40 years. I have a lot of kids and I have to live by this too. But what's beautiful about the day and age in which we're living, yes, the problems are significant. The conflicts are great. The confusion is enormous, right? There's a lot of shifting paradigms. And we have a lot of resources like Evox, right? A lot of these biometrics resources and Saraset. We have a lot of resources to displace confusion, chaos, and disease very quickly. How long did the process really take to see significant transformation in the Uh, kids and at home? The big change, I mean, in the kids and obviously that relayed to at home as well was really only after a few sessions. I know we've continued that work in the last several months, but there was a massive difference really within a couple of weeks, just the difference in their behavior, the difference in their vocabulary and really in their understanding. Like you mentioned, you know, some of the concepts can be profound, but just the way you're able to translate it and they understood it so well because it resonated with them and it made sense and they were able to speak differently and which in turn, yes, you know, their behaviors change, but it's because it comes from a completely different place of understanding. And it doesn't mean that, you know, magically my children are now, you know, perfect angels. That is not the case at all, but what they're able to do is when a conflict arises or something comes up the way they process through, and it's really cool just to watch their brains work. It's different. Yeah. It's totally, totally a different thing. And it's cool to watch how proud of themselves they are. Um, Sometimes something, you know, little will come up between one of them and they'll come to me later and tell me, Hey mom, you know, I did this and they'll tell me the steps they executed. And they realized the outcome was totally different when they came at it from a different mindset. Does those scans help me teach them how to identify the difference between the conviction of their desires, their deepest desires, wherever their conscience can take them. And not all our children have the same measure of conviction. Mm -hmm. So you can't, you can't compare them. 
but wherever their deepest convictions compel them, I help them understand that and the difference between that governing them or the impulses of their flesh, their central nervous system about being reactive. We react when we feel driven, right? When, I, when they can understand the difference between feeling driven and feeling compelled, wow. One is work. It's the work of the flesh. The other is the fruit of the spirit. We all enjoy fruit and the fruit of our labor more than the actual work and labor of labor. So I help them gently understand. You know, one fun thing, Rachel, with the kids, I remember giving them art projects, writing projects, and presentations, yes. literal presentations where they began to explain these profound aha moments. Yeah. given their respective challenges. So what began to happen is maybe somebody's dealing with anger. So they could do an art project and speak about that and address the family in a way that helped, that addressed anger and how they're navigating that anger. I talked to them about principles of things, but the child that was dealing with insecurities and feeling like they don't have a voice and they felt invisible, that child got to also have a platform and a form of expression in those same methods, right? And then the child who's really controlling, and it's my way or no way, that tends to kind of maybe sometimes sabotage herself and others, she got to identify that and speak to that. And each of them got to learn how to operate from that inner voice that compels and bore fruit as opposed to the reactivity that got them what they wanted in the short term, but destroyed. It was really destructive in the long term. It was really cool to watch their leadership, you know, and even their confidence just improve so much. But when they would take each of those, they called it their homework from Virginia. They were very meticulous about, you know, writing down what it was and what they needed to follow through on. But I really believe it's because they saw so much benefit that that's why they cared so much about doing it. And to watch them, you know, stand up and, you know, speak to each one of us in the family and gather the family around. And I'm going to share, you know, I'm supposed to share with you what I learned from Virginia and they would share what they were working on. And so it promoted this culture of vulnerability where they were sharing what they were struggling with, but also they were teaching all of us the principles along, you know, along those same lines at the same time. And that was just, it was a really beautiful thing to watch everyone work individually on themselves, but then support the family and work together towards the same thing. In less than a month, the dynamic in your family changed. In a nutshell, what I'm really doing with everybody in your family is giving them the resources, helping them identify, I should say, the resources they have to self-govern. And that is powerful because it will displace tyranny from without and tyranny from within because the greatest resource we have is our conscience. And if I can help them access and tap into their conscience and I can teach them how to govern that conscience and how to listen to it, that's where freedom comes from. And I think that's been the biggest concept has just been the self-governance of taking that ownership, taking that responsibility and learning how to express yourself in that, but also that 
there's a phrase that you've said, it's a power authority one. And I don't know if I'll get it right, but we, you know, have power over certain things, but we don't have authority over everything. And you teach the difference between power versus authority and learning that, you know, we don't have authority over other people and we can't govern them, but we are responsible for ourselves. And that's been a massive, you know, change in our family. Those principles, those universal principles of individual self-government were instrumental in establishing this republic. One of my favorite authors and mentors wrote this, self-government, the government of God through Christ, individually working in the individual, is the only antidote to tyranny. And tyranny comes from within and without. America protecting liberty changes men and nations and the direction of history. As we help our children and as we help ourselves, as we help each other reconcile the conflict within ourselves, we exercise liberty to do that. It's necessary. And then we enjoy freedom that death cannot touch. Yeah, Nothing can touch it. And that's what you've managed to do with your kids and your family. And I'm honored to be a part of it. I'm so grateful for you. As I am you. Thank you so much, Rachel. As a result of this idea you had, we are going to launch a national and international campaign. We have a large listening audience outside of the United States as well. And If you're listening to us today and you are able to contact our office or purchase a Zyto, Z-Y-T-O cradle, we would encourage you to do so. And if you have access to a PC, we can displace the confusion, chaos, and dis-ease in your sphere of influence and whatever it is you're dealing with in much the same way that we were able to do with the Libriks family. I also would note that we have an online course, six weeks of rest, and it's an introduction into rest that puts a lot of what we're talking about into context. We have three modules, but the first module, I think it's online and it's live now, but it's really fantastic and instrumental. We don't have to despair. Whether we have cancer, autoimmune diseases, debilitating diseases, we don't have to despair in these states. We can become intentional in displacing confusion, chaos, and disease in order to live free and heal. Somebody called me the other day, Rachel, and said, one of my favorite quotes of yours is this, we never chase the cure. We chase freedom. We pursue freedom. We grow in our understanding of freedom. And that's where healing happens. That's what my mom found. She found freedom. Yes, she did. It was an amazing thing to watch her pass. We can't step into a place of rest without reconciling the conflict within ourselves. She did it. You did it. You're teaching your kids how to do it. Because when we displace the confusion, chaos, and conflicts within ourselves, as you've all done, we step into peace. And when we have peace, we can have freedom. Thank you so much, Rachel. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. (laughs) God bless you. 
Evox Technology by Zydo is a time and research tested perception reframing biofeedback technology where helpful frequencies target and unblock buildup of toxic stress and excess energies in the body. Virginia frequently uses this technology during sessions with her clients. These clients have reported positive impacts on health, interpersonal relationships, personal performance, increased relaxation, and decreased stress. BrainState Technologies, or Saraset, is a non-invasive neurotechnology that Virginia commonly refers her clients to. If you'd like more information about Saraset, please call the Saraset Irvine office at 949-407-9020, or if you're listening from outside our area, please visit saraset.com for a location near you. For updates about rest and this podcast, please visit our Instagram or Facebook, The Place of Rest. If you'd like more information about Virginia or to support and join the cause of rest, please go to virginiadixon.com forward slash collaborate or call 949-289-5935. Thank you for listening to Rest with Virginia Dixon. We'll see you next Friday.